Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. On this episode, we're talking about the struggle between worldly cravings and divine nourishment. But before we get started, I wanted to invite you to our live broadcast every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find us on facebook.com backslash faith unregulated. Also, we're on LinkedIn. Let's get into today's word, shall we? Yep. All right. So we're going to start off um, today with 1 John. Where is it? 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love this world nor the things in it or the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So we wanted to dive into, we have a few verses today, but that one was really one of the basis of the things we wanted to go over. And we wanted to start with what this verse is talking about, worldly things. I think a lot of people get confused. Well, what do you mean things of the world? Don't I want to be in the world, a part of the world? Like I'm here, right? I mean, what's so bad about the world? And what do you mean by worldly? And so, you know, what are the things of the world that we are tempted with them? What the Bible's talking about is lust of the eye. You know, this is things that our eye sees, these sensory things we see. I, I think that's a great word, actually. I didn't even think about that before. It's a lot of sensory. The world is all about, we're in flesh, right? We're not, we're, we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Yeah. One, one second. It looks like we had some technical issues. There we go. It's fine. Okay. We got it. All right. So the lust of the eye is, it's very sensory, right? We talk about the lust of money and the unhealthy obsession with money. Right. You want to comment money, on that? Yeah. Money, th- this is a touchy subject, right? Money isn't a bad thing. No, it's not. It's a tool. But the thing is, sometimes we get obsessed by the tool, mm-hmm. right? And it could be that we are obsessed of having it, but you could also be obsessed of about not having it. Yeah. Right. Yep. You could be so focused on needing the money or wanting the money. Mm-hmm. Your and your thoughts are all about how much you don't have. Right. And you're 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 so you're in a real scarcity mindset rather than a growth mindset. Or and focusing we, on God. Right. Provision. Right. So when we're focused on the money, obsessed on the money, whether more or less. Mm-hmm. We miss the opportunity of what God has for us. Something that God gave us recently too. And I want to put this out there for you guys that are walking with the Lord and you're like, yeah, I really want to avoid this upset, unhealthy obsession. But something that God showed me, <laughs> you can also have an obsession with avoiding the obsession. Let me explain. So when you're like, I don't want to focus on money. I don't want to focus on money. I don't want to focus on money and materialism. And I don't want to be this person. I don't, what am I focused on? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't look at the elephant. Don't look at the elephant. Where are you looking? 
right? You need to focus on the opposite things that are the, of what you want to focus on. Pick something else, focus on that, but don't continually tell yourself not where to focus because that's where you're going to focus. And I've been, look, I've been guilty of this myself. Me too. Me too. Um, you know, especially when funds get tight yep. and uh, the, the cupboards are beginning to look empty. It's hard not to do that. So lust of money is something we all fall into in some way, and we really got to work with God on it. Lust of the flesh, food, sex, approval, fame, all these things. I mean, I think this is pretty self-explanatory. It's just our flesh wanting the things of this world before, you know, above and before God. Uh, pride of life. That's a big one. This mm -hmm. is a big, giant conversation that we can't have in this episode. <laughs> but Maybe that's a, a separate yeah, episode. Yeah, pride. Right? I'm telling you. I, mm -hmm. I got the other, a word the other day. We do something on pride because pride's. Pride attacks us in ways I don't even think we see half the time. Yeah, That's the other thing. A lot of worldly stuff comes with deception because it's all from the enemy, right? And then self-worship or self-promotion. So a lot of self, which goes along with pride, but a lot of self happening. And these are the things that trip us up. These are the deception. These are the obstacles. These are the uh, distractions, right? Mm -hmm. So when we get uh, caught up in those things, um, here's a little bit more of an explanation. Things of the world are temporary and without a solid foundation. That's a big part of that. They are based primarily on what? Emotions like fear, greed, pleasure, pride, shame, anger, and doubt, and tend to benefit only self. So I think that's really important to understand kind of what are the things of the world? They're temporary and they're based on sensory. They're based on emotions. Things of God, they are eternal, meaning the fruits of the spirit um, live on forever and benefit everybody not just self, right? Peace, joy, love, hope, mercy, goodness. These are all character attributes and are based on foundational truths found in God's word. So there's a kind of a the big contrast between things of the world that we're tempted with and then the things of God. But back to the verse that we started with, I wanted to focus on a couple of things to help clarify um, when we talk about the struggle between worldly cravings and divine nourishment. Let's talk about what we're bound by and what we are freed by first. So we're going to define these things. So the la last part of verse John 2, 15 through 17 says, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So with that said, what pleases God? It says anything that pleases God. Well, we're talking about the things of the world. We're talking about the things of God. We defined what the things of the world are, right? But does doing what pleases God, as it says in this verse, make you live forever or ever or have eternal life? Right. Well, Let's answer that with some scripture, shall we? We're going to bring up Mark 12, two, excuse me, 12, 28 through 30. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So Jesus is saying here that the most important thing, the most important rule of all the commandments is to love God. <laughs> okay. With all of you. With all of you, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, all your heart, right? These are, <laughs> he's saying, it, of all the things I'm asking you to do, that's the most important thing. That's what pleases God. And one more point I want to bring up, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed. When you believed, he didn't save you by your works. When you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation, okay, eternal life. 
right? Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. It's not our glory, you guys. It's God's. And so when we're talking about, um, you know, following, we talk about faith unregulated here, right? So not having regulations binding us. Um, and legalism is something that um, a lot of people talk about. I wanted to define this for those of you who don't know, know, know what legalism is. What we're talking about here is following rules and regulations, okay? So legalism is abiding by the law or our personal works. The law is the Ten Commandments or the regulations that God had set up before Christ came and died for us. Instead of abiding in God, which is his grace and his mercy and his gift to us for eternal life, right? right. Through Jesus. Therefore, basing our entire outcome of your spiritual life on rules and regulations and a, your ability to rule follow. Right. So that's what it, legalism it, it, is. Exactly. And earlier, you were mentioning the things of this world, okay, yeah. are more sensory, mm -hmm. are, are about self. Mm -hmm. Look, we talked about self-promotion and things like that. Yep. Now, look, people that don't know God, that are, that um, haven't, they don't have a belief uh, in God, mm -hmm. maybe, or they, they, they don't follow Jesus. They, they, they're not followers of Christ is what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. They can proclaim that they're good people. Right. That they are, that they are hopeful. They are loving. Yep. Right. Yep. But, but what, what is happening to them beyond, beyond their outward appearance? Right. Okay? Right. Right. They could <laughs> look, they could seemingly be doing good things. They could be walking the lady across the old lady across the street. They could get the, the cat out of the tree. Okay. They could mm -hmm. seem like a good yep. citizen, a, a loving and caring person. Right. That same person that gets that cat out of the tree is going home, kicking their dog. Right. That, that same person that is walking the old lady across the street is, is abusing their children or their, their spouse. Right. You know, uh, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors because what I'm talking about is more a, of a spiritual thing, mm -hmm. more of a, and what we believe here when we give our self to Christ is, and what we talked about in the beginning here and what Christ did for us on the cross, when he ascended to heaven, mm -hmm. he left the helper, the Holy spirit. Right. And through the Holy spirit, we talk about this all the time. It gives us, that partnership, our spirit with God's spirit, okay, mm -hmm. gives us the power to overcome sin fully. Right. This the the temptations in this world, and not not to to draw away from self promotion, draw away from that prideful thing. Because when the world talks about goodness or loving the uh, loving one another, those attributes mm -hmm. that that guy that here we're pointing out right those are more artificial they're yeah. on the surface well they're temporary it says they're temporary they're, they're temporary. of this world they don't have a solid foundation and keep in mind when you say self-promotion um there's also self-deprecation there's also you know the, the, the people when they're self-centered it doesn't always mean building yourself up you could be tearing yourself down you could be focusing on your pain 
We've talked about that before. So just know that these are all emotional sensory responses, right? To the world, the tangible world around us, our own pain and our own psychology. And these things can be easily attacked by the enemy, but they can also easily be healed by God. And so it's where we've, we're talking about today, the struggle between these two things. And we're going to get into, um, where are we focusing and what are we feeding in just a minute? But I just wanted to make sure that we are clear on, you know, making sure we understand that we don't live and are not bound by the regulations of the law anymore. So the law being the Ten Commandments, those are all great things to live by. But here's the, the summation of basically what we're saying in this first portion of this episode, is that it doesn't go the way we think it does. It doesn't go, I'm going to clean up my life. I'm going to live right. I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to do all the right things. And that's going to set me up for eternal life with God and being reconciled to God. And I'm going to live my lifestyle the way that he says that I should. And that's going to get me into heaven and, and it's going to set me up to be right in right standing with God. It's actually the opposite. It's believing on Jesus's um, death and resurrection for co the covering of our sins, okay? Believing on God, walking with God, reconciling with him right where we are in our sin, in the depths, in wherever we are. He meets us right there. He cleanses us, not cleansing ourselves. He does it. The lifestyle is the result. The eternal life is the result of that. All of it is the result of what he's doing for us, not what we're doing for him. Does that make right. sense? Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad you pointed that out because many people that struggle, struggle with addiction um, or they have things in their life that they know mm -hmm. is separating them from God. You know, maybe they, 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 uh, you know, they grew up in church or they, they even gave had given their life to God, but they struggle with these things of the world, these addictions that keeps them separated from the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people that said, well, when, when I, when I clean up my act, when I, mm -hmm. When I get past this addiction, once I do it, once yeah. I do it, I, I can't go to church because, you know, yeah. I live this lifestyle. Yeah. I know I need to clean myself up, but when I do, I'll be there. I'll give my life fully. I'll serve him. I'll, I'll do that. They, they're in the mindset that they have to clean themselves up yep. first on their own strength. Somehow. And that is not true. No. Mm -mm. Jesus will meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. He will meet you in the lowest places that you find yourself, in the darkest places in your life. Yep. There are some of you that are struggling through depression. There are some of you that are struggling with addiction. And I want to encourage you mm -hmm. that God is with you and that mm -hmm. he, he is right alongside you. You just have to open yourself up to him. And the, the sh and I understand the grip that addiction has on your life, okay? But through giving your life to him, you, you can, he will give you the strength. You can overcome these addictions, overcome the things that separate you from Christ. Through his power, through the sacrifice that he made on the cross, 
through the Holy Spirit, you're a, you can bridge that gap. Okay. And what, what you're saying is that's the way that is the path, right? Right. Yep. Through Christ. Through Christ. That's the only way. That is the only way. And the thing is, is that God is all about making sure that it's not, it's his glory. And it's not that he's trying to, he's not a, a megalomaniac. Like God is, it's all about having a, a, um, a relationship with us. And he wants to take the burden off of us. He wants himself to get the glory because if it was about glorifying us, then we would have the burden of creating that glory. We can't. We're we're not perfect. We are subject to the the battle of the flesh and the spirit and the enemy and everything right now. We're not in eternity yet. We're not, you know, in in the kingdom of God with in heaven with him yet. Okay. We're here in this struggle to go back and forth with um, you know the battle that we're in and helping others to see God and Christ and all of those things. So we can't accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. We can't accomplish it. And because we can't accomplish it, he's like, I'm going to accomplish it. It's about me accomplishing this for you. It's a gift because I love you because he is love. Right. And if he was to put it on us and have us be glorified, that, that would not be love knowing we can't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, talk about this just so I want to camp on this just a little bit longer and then we'll move on yeah because there, we have a lot more we want to say about this subject but the thing is is I let I'll acknowledge it's obvious out there there's great programs out there for those people that are struggling with addiction I'm the one that brought up addiction mm -hmm. because it it is plaguing yeah our, our, our culture yep. okay now there's some great programs. There's some great people that are helping individuals out of addiction. Can you do that without giving yourself to Christ, to accepting him as your Lord and savior? Yes. Sure. You can. Yep. But there are things that you've experienced while you're in this dark place. There are things that maybe you that have been done to you, uh, you've done to others. And these programs help you work through that while you're getting past this, your addiction. Mm -hmm. Sure. But what we're trying to point out is that this isn't something that you have to do on your own spiritually. You can do these things physically. Mm -hmm. You could work through a program, okay, and and come to terms with the things that have been done to you um, and the things that you've done to others uh, to help you recover, mm -hmm. okay? But what we're trying to point out is Jesus' sacrifice gave us the ability not to have to do this on our own spiritually yeah and something that just came to me as you were saying that is, I, go ahead. well i would just i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you but i i feel strongly that what, what about what you're saying right in this moment because when we do that on our own that's a temporary recovery yeah that's exactly where i was going go okay ahead, go ahead so we're getting the same thing yes when it's spiritual it's with jesus it's an eternal recovery it's in return an eternal not just recovery transformation exactly it, we are new we are a new creature Okay, so that sets us up for then where are we focusing? 
-hmm. right? And so this was one of the main things we really wanted to discuss today because God was really giving us this thing like about the, um, the whole idea of what are you feeding in your life? Where you're looking, where you're focusing is where you're going to be nurturing. So that exactly right. is it divine nourishment or is it worldly cravings that you're feeding? Yes. All right. So we're going to start out with uh, Galatians 6, 8 through 10. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Notice the word harvest. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. And also, Hosea 10, 12 through 13 says, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. But you have cultivated wickedness, wickedness and harvested a thriving crop of sins. You have eaten the fruit of lies, trusting in your military might, believing that great armies could make your nation safe. Nation could be anything you're in that's in your domain. Could be your home, your household, your life, military, your family. Right. And military might is your own strength. Your own strength, right? right? They may have been talking, by the way, in context to a nation, but this is very applicable to the way we act in any, you know, way, shape, or form in our life. It could be, again, our home, could be our nation, could be our family. This is referencing Israel. Right. And so this is extremely um, relevant right here where it talks about harvesting and cultivating the ground. That's what we're talking about today, you guys. We're talking about what are we doing with the things we're focusing on. So um, one of the things that we wanted to start with was, well, what are the seeds we're planting and nurturing then? Right. So are we... Look, you may be had the right intentions, right? You're planting mm -hmm. uh, seeds of a relationship, okay? Your marriage, for example. Um, maybe you're planting seeds of uh, financial growth. So those are seeds that you you're you're investing time and money into education, okay? Uh, for future wealth, uh, maybe investments. Uh, and uh, I don't know, there, there are a lot of different seeds that we are planting. We have great yeah. intentions. But we could also be planting and nurturing the seeds of doubt. We could be planting and nurturing the seeds of scarcity. Right, right. alongside yep. those, those seeds. So I'm more looking at, you have the seeds in the ground, but what are you feeding it on a daily basis? Are you feeding it thing, uh, things like doubt? fear, right? Uh, your, your sense of lack. Mm -hmm. Are you nurturing your finances with the nutrients of lack? Earlier when, in the beginning, I, I, we were talking, when we were talking about money, when you become obsessed by money, mm -hmm. more people, when they think of obsession of money, you're probably thinking of someone that thinks of all the riches and obsessed about having and greed of having that money. But the same holds true if you're thinking of lack. Yep. You're focused on not having enough. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's never enough and I won't ever have enough. Then that mm -hmm. then feeds into your own weaknesses and doubt. See, these 
these uh, nutrients of the world, ha- it, 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 it kills the seed that God has for you. And it nourishes the seed that is more the weeds that choke off what Christ wants to do in your life. That's a great analogy because the seeds of the world are really the seeds of weeds. They're the seeds of those things that come in and choke off what God's trying to do. So we're planting, we're trying to be busy planting seeds. I think you really brought this full circle. Let me just walk this out really quick because what you just said was, I think probably the the main point we wanted to make when we have a garden, you know, and, and there's a lot of analogies for this type of thing, but you're planting seeds of goodness. You're planting the seeds of growth and you're planting the seeds of, you know, prog- progress and whatever you're trying to cultivate in your life. That's good. And the seeds of the world, the seeds of bad advice, the seeds of deception, the seeds of doubt and fear and anger, all those things, right? Shame are all getting kind of planted around that. We have both those things we're, we're battling, we're fighting with, and those seeds are getting planted. Whether we're continuing to plant that same seed because we're not getting out of that, um, you know, uh, habit or thought process, right? Or somebody else is planting those seeds in, in us or in our lives or did when we were young or what have you. Those seeds are there. Those weeds are there, right? However far they've sprung up, they're still trying to choke everything off. So are we focusing on the weeds or are we focusing on the, on the, on the plants and the, the thriving, you know, flowers coming out and the fruit of the spirit? Are we focusing on the fruit coming out of the good seeds? Or are we focusing on the weeds? And the thing is, is that wherever we are focused, that's where all of our attention and our nurturing right? And our cultivating is going to go, whether we think so or not. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about even the avoidance of those things. We're still focused on that. Right, right. The scripture talked about hard ground. And, and really, I get the picture of really that toiling, the turning up of that hard ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we're focused on the right nutrients, the the nutrients of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. The the Lord helps us to really aerate the hard spots in our life, okay? And sometimes when we're dealing with those hard spots in our life, because I think we all have them, okay? Because we live in this sinful world. Yep. The sinful world is always coming, it's always coming against us, but... Through Christ, we're able to overcome those things a lot, lot easier. Now, I'm not saying that you won't have them. I'm not saying it's 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 easy, but it easier it is easier alongside Christ. He imagine what what's the what's the purpose? Okay, what's the purpose of turning up that hard soil? Right. The purpose of it is is to aerate that soil to allow those nutrients to go further, to get to the source of the seed, to, to feed the plant fully. Mm-hmm. So when going back to what we were saying earlier about leaning on the world, leaning on your own strength to do these certain things, okay? You could even be serving Christ, being mm-hmm. in him, Okay. But there are certain areas of your life you're not allowing him fully. You're, it, it, you've allowed certain spots in your life to become hard soil. And the plant 
that thing in your life, maybe that seed, it's, it's growing. Mm-hmm. And maybe even producing some fruit. Because, uh, because it, 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 it's only getting a certain amount of fruit. It's only having a certain amount of growth because we're not allowing God's full nutrition the Holy Spirit, right. to fully penetrate that area of our life. So yep. therefore, God can't do what, what he's designed to really do in your life. And sometimes we've had God has brought us back to that spot several over times and over and, and, over, over, and yep. over because he wants us to pay attention to it. Right. And we're like, Lord, I don't want to go there. Lord, I, I that that is hard clay ground yep. that I do not want to dig up yep. because it's too painful. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that, look, sometimes (laughs) we're talking about what will we ultimately harvest? Okay. Out of this. He's right. You won't harvest more than you want to harvest. That could be um, a lack of um, faith in God. That could be a lack of um, your understanding and or agreement in the, the identity that Christ has given you. You could say, well, I'm not worth more than that, right? Based Mm -hmm. on what? Those weeds, those old lies that somebody put on you, that you weren't worth more than that, or you you weren't worthy, or that you weren't enough to receive more than this. And you're going to limit God. You're going to say, ah, that's good. That's good. I don't need any more than that. I don't need any more than that, right? God's like, what if I wanted to give you more than that? I'm the one that determines all of this. I'm the one that's, that's navigating this with you and... Um, you know, defining who you are and, and what you were supposed to do here. And by the way, if you were supposed to do more, it's probably with more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not about what you're worthy of having. We're all worthy of having whatever God says we're worthy of having, regardless of some bonehead said to us when we were four. Okay. It's, <laughs> I mean, really like, let's look at it like it is some some person in our life who's supposed to be super important and they're not acting that way says some boneheaded thing to their kid. And then now for the rest of our lives, we're limiting God on what he's able to even give us and what we're able to even do with our lives. And by the way, we teach our kids that and we create generational curses and we live by these weeds. Right. Stop. We have to stop doing that. We have to just not look at them. Don't even focus on them. Be like, what am I growing here? Mm-hmm. How can I possibly grow these things? Okay. So you know what? If I'm focusing on growing this plant, Instead of focusing on the weed, you say, well, what do I need to grow this plant? Well, I need to pour more into it. I need to pour more of God's word in it. Do you know that if it was um, something that we just, God had miraculously to pour into that, that the weed could possibly just die? We don't even have to pull the weed. God would just make it go away. He would pull it. Maybe let God pull the weeds. Don't even focus on them. They're not there. God, can you heal this weed? God, can you do that? Great. Right. I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on this thing you're trying to help me do. Yep, yep. Because the thing is, that's the word I'm getting right now. The thing is, is that when he's calling you to something, it takes all your attention. He wants all your attention. He wants you to focus on doing the, the productive and uh, growth-centered thing he's asking you to do because it's going to impact others. It's going to ultimately impact you, your family, and the world around you. And if we are taking our attention off onto the distractions that the enemy is trying to say, oh, look at this weed over here. Don't forget. Don't forget you did that. Don't forget that person said that. Don't forget. This is the way you truly are. Blah, blah, blah. All nonsense. I don't hear you anymore. I feel like I should start doing like the peanuts parent voice. (laughs) Nothing. I hear nothing. You're irrelevant now. That's what I want to say to the enemy. You're irrelevant. 
And by the way, the victory that we celebrated this weekend for Easter, the victory that we walk in is not our victory. It's our victory through Jesus's victory. Yes. He did yes. this. So he gets to say what we do with our lives. He gets to say he purchased our lives. He purchased it. Okay. Which is great because now he can tell me to do things that I would never want to do because guess what? <laughs> I don't think big enough. I don't think good enough. I don't think enough outside myself as a human being in my flesh. God's right. got bigger plans for me than I would ever have because I would belittle myself. I would believe those lies. I would reduce, right? And belittle my impact and my worth. Mm -hmm. And so would others. And none of that's the truth. Right. And so when we do that, what do we harvest? We only harvest what we decide we're going to harvest. So if we decide we're going to harvest whatever God says we're going to harvest, ooh, we're unstoppable in Jesus' name, right? right. So um, I wanted to move on to what you said earlier about our character and the Holy Spirit. Do we understand the difference between our personal character and then also being guided by the Holy Spirit? So it's like the difference between character um, which is our choices, really. It's who we are behind closed doors, like who we are, integrity, right? And then being guided by the Holy Spirit or our the 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 anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us. Right, because we again there are certain there are certain things in regards to our character, okay. Um, we can do, we can do. Um, without the Holy Spirit, without God in our lives, right? Like we were talking about earlier, we could be be perceived as good people, right. loving, um, maybe even joyful, okay? But that is by our, our own power. That is by building our, our, our own character. But without the Holy Spirit, it's all temporary. Right. It's, and it's either all glorifying it's either temperate. It's either. Yes. It's all glorifying to self. It goes nowhere. Okay. So it's either temporary when it's in front of people and you're a different person behind closed doors or it's temporary only to the world. Okay. And what we're meaning it doesn't go into eternity. Right. So what we're, we're, we're talking about here, and what we want to nourish and strengthen mm -hmm. is the Holy Spirit within us, right? Our, we want the Holy Spirit will strengthen by partnering with the Holy Spirit. We, our spirit is strengthened and therefore we can work on those characteristics mm -hmm. that God wants in our life. Right. All right. And it automatically helps to deter those worldly things, those worldly things of self, of sensory. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so we can, going back to what you were talking about, those weeds in our life. Okay. Yeah. And through the Holy Spirit, those things just choke off. Yep. It's not like it, it's not there, but. God the, takes the power from it away. Right. Away from the it. nourishment goes away. Yeah. Okay. So when, when we talk about feeding things, they're, they're subtle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, those weeds become, they're small little weeds, mm -hmm. but when we tend to 
to coddle it, coddle it, it. And, and maybe even ignore it. For example, you know, what we started off with was, let's say, lustful eyes. The world will tell you that it's natural for a man or a woman to look at the op- opposite sex. Right. Okay. It's natural to have those feelings. But when those eyes tend to linger, mm-hmm. then your, your eyes tend to linger, your head turns, then your mind lingers. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're lingering on? And then, right. so you, the world tells you it's okay. And so you give a pass. So you nurture it. And so you start to nurture it. Yeah. And then pretty soon you could, those things take you away from what you ought to be doing, nurturing and uh, nurturing the things that God has provided for you, a mm-hmm. spouse, yep. okay, a loving spouse. And, and now you're in the habit of looking and allowing yourself, giving yep. yourself the permission to mm-hmm. look. And now your mind is, is turning. That is growing that weed. Yeah. That chokes off those other relationships. It is. Those good relationships. And and go ahead. Well, go ahead. and the thing is, is I, I want to make clear we all struggle with the battling of the flesh. You guys, this isn't a, a judgment um, you know, lecture. That's at all. This is not what we're about here. So if you if you've ever listened to us, you know anything about us at all, you know that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to help you understand how to battle this. How to how to get through the struggle of what we battle in the flesh? Because like you know, for instance, what you're talking about, there's a big difference, okay, uh, between I I see you know an attractive man and I go oh, that guy's attractive anyway, and I go back to what I'm doing. Like my eyes are going to see that. Every single one of us see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know he sees attractive women and is like, oh, that woman's attractive. Like okay, I mean it would be weird if he didn't. It would be weird because you're going to notice, but noticing. And meditating on it are very, very, very different things. That's like, we're all going to have thoughts. Jesus was tempted. Jesus was tempted with thoughts, you guys. He was tempted by the enemy. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it wasn't in front of him. What did he do with that is what we're saying. So when we're talking about where are we focusing, where are we feeding, where are we lingering, right? What are we nurturing? Am I I going down a rabbit trail of like, oh, that guy, you know, and then this, and then my thoughts go there. No, I'm not doing that. I don't have time for that. I'm doing doing other stuff. I don't focus on that stuff. Like it is what it is. It's there. But I, I, I acknowledge it. And I'm like, anyway, and I move on because I know what my, where my boundaries lie. Okay. And what's great is when I do that with Jesus, now, when I notice, I don't care. I'm like, okay, well, anyway, I got this stud at home, so I don't even, right? <laughs> like, but also God, God is with me. And he's like, I've already got all this whole, all this stuff set up for your life. I've got all these things for you to focus on. And when I'm focused wholeheartedly on the call on my life, I don't have time for stuff like that. I don't have an interest in stuff like that, right? And that's just one thing. It could be food. It could be um, addiction. It could be other temptations that happen to be our personal weaknesses. Okay. Uh, whatever it happens to be in your life. And so know your boundaries. One of the things you talked about, one of the, the best ways to get through these struggles is to up your boundaries. You know, we as human beings naturally live with whatever the boundary is. We're going to push the boundaries. Children do this. Animals do this. Hello. Why do we have electric fences? <laughs> I mean, put an electric fence around some stuff in your life, okay? Because it's not, the fence is there, but you're going to try to jump over it. You're going to be like, well, I'm still on this side of the fence with my arms over there with my hand out. 
somebody might pass by and give me something, but I'm still on this side right. of the fence, just so being open over here to whatever happens to come my way. No, that is not a way to avoid temptation. You can't make a definition of how you're avoiding temptation, but have your hand out over the fence. You yep. can't. You're creating open doors with deception from the enemy, which is always small and slow. Deception, by definition, is something that we don't know is happening. Hello, we're being deceived. So right. with that said, when it says, do we understand the difference between our personal character and being guided by the Holy Spirit? They're actually not apart. They always go together. So when we're talking about our personal character without the Holy Spirit, that's just us in a um, personal development class. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> that's, that's just like, you know, trying to be trying to be a, a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout. That's that's just us doing good stuff. And and but the Holy Spirit transforms our heart into living in that, into walking with Him through that, and to actually cultivating fruit. That's right. the difference. When you see someone trying to build personal character without God, there won't be fruit. Because only the fruit of the spirit comes from the spirit. Right. There won't be fruit. Right. It won't so have actual peace. So what we're, what we're saying is that personal character is, along with the Holy Spirit, is necessary. It has to go together. Because right? the, otherwise separate. there's no fruit. Yeah. Right. Ex exactly. So what the, the big question that we, what we're driving towards is, what is it? Go ahead and bring it up. Question of the week. Right. What is it that that you're feeding? So if there are areas in your life where you're struggling, are you focusing on those on the on those things? Those things of the world? Okay? Or are these things of God? Right? So ask yourself this question this week. Right. Are, are you focused more on the things around you, the things of this world? Your emotions. Are you nurturing mm -hmm. those emotions? Mm -hmm. Or are you nurturing the spirit of God in your life? Okay. How, how are we doing that? We're doing that through prayer, his word, meditation, mentorship. Community. Community. 100%. So, you guys, we hope that this blessed you this week. We hope that this got you thinking. Mostly, we hope that this gave you um, a conversation you need to have with God. It did For me, I, I think there's always <clears throat> room for conversation with God about things we need to improve upon. So, ponder this question this week, and we will talk to you next week. All right. So, that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at JaviAndJessicaMadrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E. And Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week. <laughs>